Welcome to the Theo Soul Podcast, where theology meets sociology, along with a little bit of soul. I'm your host, Chad Cooper. On today's episode, we're going to talk about Sunday School Sundays. This is when we set aside some time for Christian education. We'll go over a Bible lesson that includes the scripture verses, a brief introduction and background, lesson setting, time and date, along with the exposition, which will give a verse-by-verse breakdown. Concluding, we will share some summary, life application, and discussion questions. And we always leave you with homework with the DDR. Here, we like to call it the Home Daily Devotional Readings. For the month of July, We are beginning a new monthly theme entitled Faith and Salvation. Now, we are still in our summer unit as we're talking about God's gift of faith as the source of hope and faith. The previous five lessons dealt with the theme in June as we talked about Jesus teaching about faith from Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 8, Matthew chapter 9, Matthew chapter 14, as well as Leviticus chapter 13 and Luke chapter 17. As we dealt with Jesus talking about why do you worry? Why are you afraid? Healed by faith? Why do you doubt? And an attitude of gratitude. In those lessons, We talked about having faith is good to have when life will come up against you and you might worry about financial or economic insecurity and hardships. We also dealt with faith and how it intersects with people who may be experiencing storms in life and crises but we must remember that Jesus is on the boat that everything is okay we also talked about healing in faith and the connection as we looked at the woman with an issue of blood as well as uh, Jairus's daughter and how Jairus's daughter had faith to come to Jesus and ask that his daughter be healed and the woman with the issue of blood was for 12 years ceremonially in the Judaism religion she was ceremonially unclean and could not commune together in worship with God however she came to Jesus and touched the hem of his garment and the issue of blood dried up immediately she displayed great faith finally as we looked at last month we dealt with an attitude of gratitude and how one out of ten lepers expressed an an attitude of gratitude to Jesus and thanked God and praised his name after being isolated for who knows how many years with leprosy. For the month of July, as we said, we're still dealing with God's gift of faith as we're talking about faith and hope 
We're dealing with faith and salvation. And for these lessons, we're going to turn to the epistle written by Paul, the apostle, to the church at Rome. The book of Romans. We'll deal with in today's episode, Sunday School Sunday's episode, with the power of the gospel. If we look at Romans chapter 1 in its entirety for background purposes, but we will read verses 8 through 17 and break them down. Subsequent lessons will deal with the faith of Abraham. Romans chapter 4 verses 1 through 12. Justification through faith. Romans chapter 5 verses 1 through 11. As well as salvation for all who believe. Romans chapter 10, verses 5 through 17. Looking at Romans chapter number 1, beginning with the key verse. Our key verse is Romans chapter 1, verse 16. We'll read from the King James Version. It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. Our unifying principle. People often look to be in a relationship that provides them with strength and stability. A question to consider is this. Where do you find your strength? The gospel is the power of God that can save all those who believe. For our lesson setting, when looking at Rome, Rome is the key city. It's central to the Roman Empire. Greek was the commonly spoken language, a sign of culture. Latin was used as governmental language. Greek was commonly spoken in the Roman Empire. Looking at the city of Rome, road construction was emphasized in the empire as the phrase all roads lead to Rome was coined due to that fact. And this enabled by the, by the work of God in his hands it allowed the gospel of Jesus Christ to spread more freely with roads, construction, as well as a common language of Greek. The Roman church was mostly Gentile believers. There was little central organization or uh, local church government. The, Ro the church at Rome, the Christians met in small groups all over the city. They were most likely converts from Peter's sermon at Pentecost, or they might have been converts from Paul's ministry who moved to the city. There were tensions that existed between Jews and Gentiles in the Roman church. Hence, Paul focused on Jew-Gentile issues. Jews uh, from Rome went to Pentecost and were converted. Refer to Acts chapter 2 verse 10. Gentiles in Rome were converted Christians. 
Now, the Roman Emperor Claudius, who reigned from the year A.D. 41 to 54, he had a decree and Jews were expelled. After the Jewish expulsion, Gentile Christian churches developed apart from the Jews. After the death of Claudius, a Roman emperor, slowly Jewish Christians came back into Roman churches. Then tensions between law-observing Jewish Christians and Gentile Christians who lived free of the restrictions in the Mosaic law began to occur. So here Paul, he wrote Romans at the city of Corinth between the year AD 56 to AD 57 as part of his third missionary journey. See the book of Acts. To establish contact with the church at Rome, he began to write this epistle and he wanted to visit them on a fourth intended fourth missionary journey on his way to the western section of the Roman Empire by he wanted to visit the the he wanted to visit Spain so here as we're talking about faith and salvation Romans chapters 1 4 5 and 10 these four lessons will talk about the connection between faith and the gospel's power being justified, Abraham's life, and salvation for all believers. Let's look at section number one. Paul's desire to come to the church. Romans chapter 1 verses 8 through 12. We will read from the King James Version. It reads, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers, making requests, if by any means now at length I might have a prosperous journey, by the will of God to come unto you. For I long to see you, that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift, to the end ye may be established. That is, I may be, that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. Paul in verse 8. Paul expresses thanksgiving to those who receive his letter. These Christians have an impact upon the Lord's work, for their faith has been talked about throughout the ancient world. This commendation by Paul speaks volumes about what it means to be faithful. When we do the God's work, people hear and see what we're doing. And it makes a positive mark in the kingdom of God. The willingness to do God's will did not impact just the ancient world. We too have been impacted positively. In fact, 
We have this letter only because of who they were. Doing God's work with a willing and merry heart leaves an indelible mark. Sometimes one that goes beyond our time period to the ages beyond. The Romans' faithfulness to God inspires three things within Paul. Thanksgiving, prayer, and fellowship. When we display similar commitment, it stimulates these same desires and others to attend church. We press our way to the church because we are thankful and prayerful and because we look forward to fellowship. This is one of the key blessings of assembling to worship God. Even though the Roman saints have not been able to gather with Paul, he prays for them daily. His longing for them is not ephemeral or superficial, but so intense and genuine that he has labored in the spirit on their behalf. As we read this, it is important to note that he does not personally know most of those to whom he writes, and he has not written a letter prior to this one. It seems that by mentioning his prayers, he hopes to create a sense of rapport with the readers of this letter. He hopes to establish some spiritual authority by which they will listen to and presumably support Paul in his missionary travels to Spain. Please refer to chapter 15, verse 24 of the same book of Romans. Verse 11 describes the ultimate purpose for assembly, which is the impartation of a spiritual gift. What is this gift? It is a knowledge about the gospel of Jesus Christ, which makes us spiritually stable. Paul uses the word establish, which can relate to a foundation that provides stable supports. Consider the peers that often support a foundation. As one side of a structure shifts, the remaining peers compensate for the movement. Paul's expression in verse 12 reflects the principle of believers mutually supporting each other as they assemble. This passage calls on believers to unite in church, for we all need the power of the gospel, which is present when the saints gather. Jesus said, quoting Matthew chapter 18, verse 20, from the New Revised Standard Version, quote, Where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there among them, end quote. In gathering, we are mutually encouraged by the testimony of the saints and the ways in which we see God working in the lives of others. God becomes larger as we see him work out troubles in other people's lives. 
through the gathering of the saints, our faith grows. Section 2 is entitled, Paul's Gospel Message to the Church. We will read chapter number 1 again, verses 13 through 17. From the King James Version, it reads, Now I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that oftentimes I purposed to come unto you, but was let hitherto, that I might have some fruit among you also, even as among other Gentiles. I am debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. So as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. This section displays the Apostle Paul's work within the church. He longs to come to Rome so that growth will take place. His desire to visit Rome is due at least in part to Paul's missionary strategy. He tended to go to metropolitan cities where the gospel would spread quickly into densely populated areas. Also, cities were hubs where people visited and then returned to distant lands. As a result, Paul could preach in one city and know that the message would be carried to another city by someone in the crowd who eventually returned home. Lastly, cities were sure to have large marketplaces. Remember, as a tent maker, Paul needed a place to set up shop, make his goods, and then sell them. Cities provided the means for his livelihood. Verse 13 uses the term fruit, indicating that the body of Christ is a living organism. When believers nourish others with the word of God, they become a blessing to themselves and the world. The ancient world considered fruit, which consists of the pulp around the seed, as valuable. Paul understands the gospel represents the seed. The growth around that seed, called the Pope, satisfies the soul. When believers receive the gospel message, they become spiritual fruit that fills the hungry and thirsty soul. Most people do not view church attendance from a soul-filling perspective. Yet verses 14 through 16 make that point. And that Paul states that he owes Gentiles, foreigners, 
Jews, and Greeks. The seed of the gospel. He has what will save the entire world. Paul's obligation grows out of the fact that he owes his life and salvation to God. He understands that he is unable to repay God for the miracle of his own life. Therefore, he pays it forward. He also owes the Jews because they are his kinspeople, the receivers of the covenant of God. Finally, he owes the Gentiles because they are his life's mission. Notice how the missionary work of Christ does not discriminate. This fruit is good for everybody. It is for this reason that Paul states in verse 16 that he is, quote, not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation, end quote. He wants the church to unapologetically share salvation through Jesus with the world. We, the church, have the food to feed the masses. But, according to verse 17, each person must have the faith to receive it. Here are some concluding remarks. Through today's passage, Paul introduced his purposes for coming to Rome. It is because of this that we have the book of Romans. This lesson will likely change how believers view church attendance. Paul planned to attend the Roman church in order that souls would be saved. He never abandoned this important work for he knew it brought humanity into fellowship with God. Ministry centers on the heart, and only Jesus can save a sinful heart. This is why Paul was not ashamed of the gospel. Jesus saves, and saves well too. Let us pray that our churches will produce abundant fruit. May today's passage serves as a Reminder, we are called to boldness in Jesus Christ. May we continue to walk in God's way with the knowledge that if we only open our mouths, He will be faithful to save. Let's have some discussion questions. Number one. Share a time how this lesson changes the way you view your purpose for coming to church. Number two, share a testimony of how the gospel has changed your life. Number three. Prepare a short statement explaining what makes them sure their eternal salvation. Examine your statement so you can support your beliefs with scripture, testimony, 
and or life experiences. Another question, number four. What are some creative ways to share the good news? Finally, we've come to the DDR, or the Home Daily Devotional Readings. Monday, God's Covenant with Abraham. Genesis 15, 1-8. Tuesday, all of the world's families blessed through Abraham. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 9. Wednesday, promise realized by faith, not law. Romans 4, 13 through 15. Thursday, for all who share Abraham's faith. Romans 4, 16 through 18. Friday, Abraham believed despite impossible odds. Romans 4, Verses 19 through 21. Saturday. In Christ, believers share Abraham's faith. Romans 4 22 through 25. Finally, Sunday. Abraham, father of the faithful. This has been another Sunday School Sundays episode of the Theoso Podcast. You can find this podcast on many different platforms, such as Anchor, Spotify, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and Breaker. If you would like to follow me, you can catch me in these social media streets on Facebook. You can look me up, Chad Cooper, on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me at CJ Cooper 929. If you would like to bless, if you feel led to give, you can do so with my cash app. The tag is dollar sign CJ Cooper 22. This has been another episode of the Theo Soul Podcast, where theology meets sociology, along with a little bit of soul. I'm your host, Chad Cooper. Good night and God bless.